Excuse me, is this the reading room? I'm Saad Manzul. And I'm Travis Howard. This is Reading Room Talk. Thank you for pressing play. Oh, yeah. I'm glad you guys are back with us this month, this year. Right. We're back. We're, We're back. back. We really we appreciate you guys listening. And uh, we have a very, very special episode today. Uh-huh. Um, basically, Travis uh, found this book called The Centennial History of African Americans in Radiology a few years ago right. introduced me to it. Now, where exactly did you find this book again? Oh, one of my mentors actually gave it to me. I was at the uh, ASNR, American Society of Neuroradiology Conference in Montreal. Okay, and okay. Shout, shout out to Jay Morris for giving me this book, uh, which was very eye-opening. And yes. I think it's uh, so important to to document history and to, to know our past and um, you know, what better month than Black History Month than, than, than to, tar- to start out and talk about, talk about, you know, those who have done it before us. Exactly, exactly. And a uh, interesting note, the uh, author actually is a Caucasian male. Yeah. So very big, big shout out to Dr. Alan Ostrike out of uh, Cincinnati. Right, one of my attendings. Um, it's a that's small right. world. <laughs> very small world, very yeah, small world. So. School. Shout out to Ex- him. Exactly, exactly. So this is perfect. This is a great book. Um, crazy that this thing even existed that we didn't even know about it. Or at yeah. least I didn't know about it until Travis told me and you were given the book. So, you know, with that being said, you know, we're going to uh, kind of give a very broad review of like, you know, what we learned in the book and some of the very interesting and important figures in the book as well. So we'll start uh, basically by talking about the uh, National Medical Association Incorporated. Basically, this was the uh, Negro medical profession denied, was basically denied membership in the American Medical Association in many states. Um, this is, you know, in the 18, late 1800s, basically. So the NMA was founded in 1895 in, of all places, Atlanta, Georgia. The ATL shouting. <laughs> Atlanta. Exactly. And then they basically started publishing this uh, journal for the National Medical Association. Basically started in 1909. And it was, um, it was a place where African-American physicians can actually, uh, you know, talk about the research they did, what they saw. And, you know, just like, you know, things are today, you know, if you don't have people studying, you know, your people, it's tough to get the correct information to, you know, create the proper, first of all, proper dialogue you know, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. with the patients and just in general, just, you know, like having information specific to, you know, the type of person that you are, you know, it's very, very important. So Yeah. Let's talk about the pride that you have, or at least the example you have in normalizing, going to radiology, being a physician, and the impact that has on a trainee. So exactly. that's a, a large reason as to why we do this. This is um, a large reason as to why I'm here. So Exactly. It's a, um, it's a great effort. I appreciate it, and uh, yeah, I look forward to, to discussing some of some of these pioneers. Exactly, exactly. And these these truly are pioneers. And you know, just like in any time in the universe, you know, sometimes you might not know you're a pioneer, but um, you know, we definitely want to make sure that we say as many names as we can, and make sure that we give enough due to like everyone who kind of went through the journey way 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 before us yes absolutely. and i'm sure the things that they endured were uh you know kind of nothing compared to like what we've been you know what we've been granted and uh 
have access to. So we really appreciate everything that they've been through. So this uh, this particular book was actually uh, published in 1996. Yep. And, um, and it was uh, basically co-authored by the uh, section of radiology and NMA. And uh, there was a few of the people who are we're going to talk about actually wrote, um, you know, certain chapters in this book too. So, um, well, we'll start, uh, you know, we'll start with the, uh, the first African radiologist. Yeah. Dr. Dr. Marcus Wheatland. Um, yes. The ancestor. Yes. Exactly. So, uh, first African-American radiologist. Uh, this man was born February 16th in 1868. 1868. In Barbados. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and, and what did he do before going into medicine? He was a shoemaker. That's right. He was on his kick game early. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so then uh, after being a shoemaker, he re relocated to Boston, Massachusetts. This is in 1887. And he graduated from Howard University. We're going down to D.C. and graduated from Howard in 1895. Yes. An interesting note at that time in 1895, uh, Dr. William Rinkin invents the first X-ray machine. Mm -hmm. Shout out Germany. There you go. Uh, he moves to Newport, Rhode Island to practice medicine, and he owns the first X-ray machine in the city. That's right. That's Dr. right. Marcus Wheaton. Yeah. And like there's anecdotal stories of him, you know, basically being like the only radiologist in the city. And, you know, for that time, you know, actually treating um, African-American and not African-American, you know, white people, like anyone who would come, you know, in his office, you know, doing the fluoroscopy thing there. So amazing um, accomplishment by him. And I think, you know, there's anecdotal stories again of like him actually having to stop you know, being a radiologist because he had burns on his hands. Oh, wow. That's yeah. Occupational hazard. Occupational huh? hazard. Exactly. There was no OSHA, <laughs> like radi radiology safety commission early on. So, you know, this is a amazing, amazing story. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's just, uh, that's crazy. Born 1868 yeah. and then relocated to Boston, 1887. That's not an easy relocation either i wonder if he like went through miami and then came up or you just take a boat all the way up I mean, the details are, the details are crazy so if anyone has any right. details please wheeler family hit exactly us exactly yeah. we know that there's a major street named after him there too so oh, wow. you know if anyone has any information please let us know we'd love to hear from you guys and and again we're always at reading room talk on all platforms great yeah, so next up, we're going to talk about Dr. Robert Henry, which is, this uh, He was this guy's actually considered to be the second African-American radiologist, and actually the first in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And he trained at uh, Philadelphia General Hospital with Dr. David Bowen, and uh, shout out to an ally, Dr. David Bowen, for training Dr. Robert Henry. And he founded the x-ray department at Frederick Douglass Hospital in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm and actually was an approved specialist in radiology per the Council on Medical Education and Hospitals of American Medical Association. And this is basically before like the ABR. So he was uh, certified. He was real. Well, he was actually sure. doing it. Exactly, exactly. So amazing, uh, amazing story for uh, Dr. Robert Henry. The second. Wow. Ex exactly, exactly. So Next, we can talk about Dr. James L. Martin. And he graduated from medical school, Shaw University School of Medicine, in 1906. Uh, he's a graduate school of 
uh, medicine at the University of Pennsylvania, class of 1923. That's crazy. You Penn in 1923. Oh, gosh. <laughs> That's crazy. I can only imagine. Exactly. A, a clinical assistant to Dr. George Fafler. I think it's Fowler. 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 Okay. Fowler. Fowler. <laughs> but again, hey. shout out to an ally. Yeah. And chief radiologist, uh, Mercy Hospital, Philadelphia, uh, chief um, chief radiology at Friedman's Hospital in Washington, D.C. in 1936. Wow. He, he created the X-ray technology school at Friedman's Hospital. Wow. Yeah. He's a radiology instructor at Howard University College of Medicine, Dr. Yes. James L. Martin. Amazing, amazing. And it's, it's, it's crazy that they had that foresight to, um, you know, not only become radiologists, but also create X-ray schools to basically, you know, help African-Americans become radi radiology technicians, which, yeah. you know, those opportunities were far, 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 far in between for everyone back then. So very, uh, yeah, it's, it's just amazing information that they had to uh, even, you know, want to create that. So these are giants in the field. Yeah. Respect to be respected. Exactly. For leading the way. Exactly. And speaking of Shaw University, um, you know, at the Ohio State University, even though it's a football school, um, they did have a history of medicine class that I took. And I remember this guy right here, Abraham Flexner, who is not a doctor, but he did have a report. Basically, he created in 1910. He was uh, commissioned by the Carnegie Foundation. And basically, he just was supposed to be studying medical education in the USA and Canada. And his whole goal was to kind of standardize education requirements for acceptance into medical school and basically created the, you know, the format that we have now where it's two years of basic science and then two years of clinical exposure. And he, you know, one of the unfortunate things that happened was that, you know, a lot of these schools that were kind of up and coming were... Um, defunct basically um you know at the time i think there were like up to 14 black medical schools in the late 1900s and um you know all of the like basically all of them except two were uh canceled basically um oh, and, and we can shout them out there was a lincoln university in pennsylvania straight university medical department in louisiana leonard medical school shaw university in north carolina we have uh, New Orleans University Medical College in Louisiana, Louisville National Medical College in Kentucky, Hannibal Medical College in Tennessee, Knoxville College Medical Department in Tennessee, the Knoxville Medical College in Tennessee, State University of Medical Department in Kentucky, Chattanooga National Medical College um, in Tennessee, University of West Tennessee in Tennessee, and Medical and Theological college in maryland so wow. you know with that being said you know these schools i'm sure that you know like they probably were not up to snuff and i'm sure a lot of other schools who were like training um you know women and you know they just didn't have the resources to uh, survive but wait we have to we have to make a, an important point here that this is on the heels of reconstruction that's exactly right and we know that after reconstruction there was there was a pushback on yes. African Americans mm -hmm. um, moving up. So exactly, it's a, exactly. It's, a, it's an important point in our history, in our American history, to to, to highlight that. So it, um, that's so it true. makes sense why Flexner, um, you know, 
why this happens. So. Exactly, exactly. And it's, uh, yeah, it's chestnut checkers, you know, like as, as uh, they kind of created a system where it's like impossible for African-Americans to even become, you know, become physicians. I mean, as you can see, like most of these schools were in the, you know, in Kentucky, Louisiana, um, Tennessee, like places where there were African-Americans, but they're just opportunity was not there to go to medical school and as you know we probably know the two schools that remained open that uh, you know based on the flexing report were um howard university college of medicine and Meharry medical college yeah and those are the only two that were open until 1966 basically when the charles drew medical school was established and then also morehouse was uh, created in 1975 so that's um you know 50 years of uh not having, you know, adequate medical education for um, African-Americans. Yeah. So Four, 14 to 2, man. Exactly. That's, uh, that makes a big impact on who goes into medicine, who gets trained, and and um, who can live that dream. Exactly, exactly. And as you can see, one of the defunct schools was Shaw, and that's where Dr. Martin went. And you see the influence that he's had, like, here in D.C. So, you know, not that... Uh, you know, and, and I was reading also that, you know, Dr. You know, Abraham Flexner was basically creating, you know, like I guess the standard was Johns Hopkins at the time. And not every school is going to be Johns Hopkins, obviously. So you got to have a little bit of foresight when trying to make these type of decisions. Um, yeah. But uh, that's very, very important for everyone to remember the uh, Flexner Report, 1910. Yeah. All right. All right. Next we have Dr. C.B. Powell. He was born in 1894 in Newport News, Virginia. He also went to, guess, Howard University College of Medicine in 1920. He graduated. He was the first African-American physician trained in radiology at Bellevue Hospital in New York City in 1922. It's a big deal, definitely. Harlem Hospital staff from 1922 to 1930. And he created Amsterdam News Weekly, which is an African-American newspaper. He was a civic leader, a politician, um, and unfortunately, he transitioned in 1977. Dr. C.B. Powell, Dr. making C. a way. Dr. C.B. Powell, wow. Making his way. And yeah, just like just reading, like I guess, anecdotal things online and everything, it sounds like he was actually more famous for, you know, what he was doing as a civic leader and a politician more than he, as a radiologist. But we are going to claim him since he was a radiologist. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> we got to. <laughs> yes. So oh. next up, we have... Uh, uh, Dr. Rudolph Fisher. So Dr. Rudolph Fisher was born in 1897 in Washington, D.C., attended Brown University in Rhode Island. And we'll come back to that in a second. Um, he was basically Howard University College of Medicine class of 1924, did his uh, fellowship in 1925 at Columbia University and was a private practice radiologist in Harlem and Long Island. And the interesting thing is he was a Harlem Renaissance author and musician hanging out with uh, Langston Hughes and Paul Robeson. Wow. So that's like what hanging out with uh, Drake and Diddy, I guess. <laughs> that's amazing. And, uh, you know, he basically was practicing during the Great Depression. Unfortunately, you know, it sounds like his practice uh, may have failed. And then the interesting thing is, you know, he tried to uh, go practice it um, some other hospitals and was not given the opportunity and actually became a radi radiology technician for the New York City Health Department. And he passed away in 1934, pretty young, you know, I wow. think he looked like he was in his thirties probably, but yeah. uh, lived an interesting life. Very interesting life. Full so. life. Definitely, definitely. Wow. Yeah. 
All right. Next, we have Dr. William Edward Allen. He was born in 1903 in Pensacola, Florida. He also went to Harvard University College of Medicine and graduated in 1930. He did his internship and residency at St. Louis at City Hospital. He was the first African-American physician certified by the American Board of Radiology in 1935. Wow. Amazing. That's, that's certified. Amazing. Super certified. I remember Dr. Coleman, you know, in our last episode talked about, you know, him having to take the trash elevator, you know, during boards. Right. You right. Know? So he, this is a very, very big deal to, uh, you know, be, to, to pass the test that nobody wanted him to pass, basically. Right. Couldn't even take the same elevator up. As the others, yeah, that that, and what does that do to you when, you, when you're preparing to take a test? It's already stressful. <laughs> exactly. You, know? you, you make you make mention of Louisville, and <laughs> you know just exactly. the intimidation factor alone. Yeah, and um, and just knowing you're you the know. first, the first to go there, and the first to take a test like that, and yeah, it's amazing. Representing, representing, got the whole the whole whole culture on your back at that point. Right. So, it's 1935. Wow. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he became an American College of Radiology member in 1940 uh, and the American College of Radiology Fellow in 1945. And he actually received a gold medal from the American College of Radiology in 1974. Exactly. And I remember yeah. Dr. Coleman was very proud of that moment yeah, that's when we awesome. talked to her as well. So He's a founding father of the NMA Radiology Section the founder of the first black school of radiology technology school um, and the clinical professor of radiation oncology at St. Louis University, professor emeritus radiology at Washington U. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess, uh, yeah, I guess back in the day when you did radiology, you basically trained in diagnostic and therapeutic radiology, which is, I guess, known as radiation oncology now. Right. So amazing that he, uh, he did all of that. And you know what? You know what, Sad? I think his list of accomplishments must go on and on and on. Oh, I'm Just, sure. Yeah, the, the force, the um, the drive in this man had to be had to be outstanding. And, yes, and definitely. So, yeah, shout out to Dr. William. Dr. Edward William Allen. Allen. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's amazing. Can't believe he did it. Yeah, it's so amazing. So next up, we're going to talk about the Commission on X-rays and Radium in 1936, which was a newly appointed NMA commission, basically for you know, radiologists. And the members present at the time were uh, Dr. William Allen, who we just talked to of Missouri, Dr. Charles Humpert of Missouri, Dr. James Martin, who we talked about, Dr. Jesse Peters of Alabama, Dr. John Lala of Illinois, and Dr. Robert Henry. And the goals are basically to encourage young doctors to become radiologists, assist in placing ra in radiology programs, qualify for the American Board of Radiology, answer questions, assist hospitals with radiology problems, assist general practitioners, and um, just be aware of new advances in radiology and train technologists. So this is the, uh, basically the, what, what came before the section on radiology and radiation oncology, basically, for the NMA. And um, yeah, the goals are amazing. And I think, you know, with this podcast, we kind of have similar goals. You know, we do want to encourage young doctors to become radiologists. We want right. to assist in placing radiology. The assistant helping people place in radiology programs, qualify for the ABR, obviously, answer questions, and uh, just be around. And that's the gotcha. whole point of doing doing what we're doing right here. So um, it's uh, very cool that uh, this was in 1936 that they created this commission. That's great. That's great, yeah. man. Yeah. 
Uh, next we have Rose, and I may mispronounce her last name, and I'm so sorry um, to the ancestors. <laughs> Me too. Yes. Rose and Peaks. Pegas. Um, Pegas. Pegas. I'm, I'm sorry. If you know how to pronounce it, please let us know. <laughs> yeah. Born 1913, she was a registered nurse in St. Louis, and she trained with Dr. William Allen. She studied x-ray technology at St. Mary's Infirmary, and she was originally refused permission to take the exam by the American Board of Radiology because no black technologist had taken the exam ever before. <laughs> okay. Reminds me of that most deaf line. Why do I need ID to get ID? ID. <laughs> if I had ID, I wouldn't, I wouldn't need, need ID. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's good. Uh, she was the first registered African American x ray technologist in 1936. The wow. first ever. Wow. And yeah. the first president, Mound City uh, Society of X ray Technologists. And she passed transition in 1992. That's pretty recent. Yeah, I know, man. Very recent. So, wow, Rose. And, you know, like I was going to say, I think, like, you know, when we were in medical school, I think we, you know, talked about the, um, you know, just having the minority uh, affairs departments that kind of helped us out um, a lot. And I was going to say, I feel like when I was in training, I feel like the techs were my minority medical education program. Like they helped us so much, just like having, you know, yeah. just having just having them there to like, you know, show us what to do and like, you know, just kind of help us out in like little ways and you know, just know that we're kind of doing it with them. It was mm -hmm. very, very important. So big, big shout out to all of the uh, technologists. Absolutely. And, yeah, we really appreciate everything that they did. Definitely, sure. definitely. And continue so, to do. Exactly, yep. exactly. So next we're going to talk about Dr. Albert Chambers Johnson. Very interesting story here. Born in 1900, went to the Rush Medical College, class of 1929. And was a postgraduate training at uh, Peter Bent Brigham Hospital in 1938. This is in Boston. And he basically was an African-American physician who passed as a Caucasian in Keene, uh, New Hampshire. And uh, he joined the RSN in 1938, <laughs> joined the AVR in 1940, and no one thought he was uh, black, which is amazing. I mean, it's, and, and it sounds like he also married, you know, a woman who looked like she was uh, not black as well. So their whole family basically passed as not black. Mm -hmm. I mean, and... and What's crazy is I guess he was uh, enlisting as a U.S. Navy radiologist when an investigator with the Navy found out he was uh, African-American. And basically he was denied entry to the Navy. And the uh, reason was inability to meet physical requirements, uh -huh. yeah. which is uh, out of control. And, uh, control. you know, I actually rented the little movie that they made about his life on uh, YouTube. It's called Lost Boundaries. And I guess there's a, uh, there's a book as well. But very, very interesting story here. So, absolutely, man. Yeah, Dr. Albert Chambers Johnson. I can't imagine, like, just, you know, living a life where, like, you just cannot, you know, tell people that you're black. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you're denying, denying who you are. You, yeah. go, you go to medical school, mm -hmm. you get trained, you've helped countless people, I'm sure, countless numbers, you know, and now you can't enlist into the U.S. Navy. Exactly, after doing because, all of that. <laughs> Because, because of their inability to meet physical requirements. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> yeah, well, sounds like he did until they did the investigating, so. Yeah. <laughs> crazy story. These Absolutely. are crazy stories. Yeah, man. Next, we have Dr. Raleigh Bledsoe. 
He was born in 1919 and born in Texas, and he attended Compton College in UCLA. He joined the Army and attended Meharry Medical College, um, class of 1944. And this guy, not only was he a doctor, but he was a member of the Tuskegee Airmen. Wow. Yeah, man. That's crazy. Shout out to him. Huge. Radiology residency at USC. He's class of 1952. The first African-American radiologist west of the Rockies. Nice. Yeah. West side. Uh, west side. And likely <laughs> the first African-American physician, uh, Southern California Permanente Medical Group. Um, and this story is crazy. So apparently the International Longshore and Warehouse Union um, basically pressured the... Um, the Permanente Medical Group to hire some African Americans, and um, he was hired by Dr. Ira Buck Wallen. So big shout out to Dr. Buck Wallen. Buck Wallen, I love that name. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> What's your name? Buck, Buck Wallen. Wallen. <laughs> oh, it's so hilarious. I love it. I love it. And uh, yeah, longest tenured Chief of Service in a Permanente Group from 1954 to 1986. And um, passed in uh, 1996, very recent as oh, well. Yeah. So, yeah, big shout out. And I don't know if this is true, but I, I remember reading that he may have uh, created the uh, fat pad sign on pediatric elbow x rays. Possibly, oh, yeah. possibly. Yeah. So, Why not? He's done yeah. so many other things. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> He's done everything, basically, which is, I think, something else we'll talk about. Like these people who like make it through. They basically have to be super women, super men, super women to like even have a chance, you True. know. So like this guy, basically the Tuskegee Airman, and you know decided to do radiology, which is amazing. So yeah. They, yeah. it couldn't be stopped. Yeah, it wouldn't be stopped. It was yeah. happening. It was happening. Yeah. So, hundred percent, hundred percent. So, next up, we can talk about Dr. Eugene Hickman, also um, born in 1921 in Alton, Illinois. Attended Hampton University in Virginia. He was a trumpeter in the U.S. Navy and basically went to Meharry Medical College and was a class of 1949, specializing in radiology. And he moved to L.A. for better work, kind of like Travis did back in the day. <laughs> and he was the first African-American physician in the Northern California Permanente Medical Group. And he was hired by Dr. Irving Lamoff in 1959 and basically stayed on until 1989. And uh, looks like he passed in 2013. So also, really recent. Wish we could have, uh, you know, met him and talked to him. Oh, sure their man. stories would have been crazy. In so. a way, they would have inspired us. But you know, I, I feel inspired. You know, just you know, just reading his bio and seeing what he's done. So exactly, exactly. And I encourage everyone to, uh, you know, there's a. I think the Permanente group does have a little newsletter that kind of talks about Dr. Eugene Hickman and Dr. Riley Bledsoe. So if you guys, uh, you know, Google that, you'd be able to, you know, talk about a little bit more of his life and how they got their jobs basically, which is uh, crazy stories in themselves. So yeah. very, very big shout out. Yeah, absolutely. So do you want to talk a little bit about the NMA radiology section? Yes. So back from the uh, X-rays and Radium Commission, now we have the NMA radiology section, which is kind of formalized uh, the, the commission before. This was 1949. And uh, this is when Dr. William Allen was asked by the secretary, Dr. John Givens of um, the NMA, to organize a section of radiology. And the people present at that meeting were Dr. Rembert Jones of Georgia, Dr. Darnell Mitchell of Ohio, Dr. Floyd Willis of Illinois, Dr. Harold Thornell of Michigan, Dr. Robert Greenridge or Greenidge of uh, Minnesota, Michigan. 
sure. And Dr. John Jackson, Virginia, Dr. William Allen, Missouri, and Dr. A.W. Mitchell. And this was basically, this happened during the annual meeting during the NMA, basically. So they basically formalized, you know, that commission into like the uh, formal radiology section in 1949. So again, this is very early. They are organized. They are making moves. They are making it happen. So very, very cool. Don't let anybody tell you any different. No, stay organized. (laughs) Stay organized. Exactly. Uh, Yeah. Amazing. And now we have the... Uh, Honorable Dr. Sarah Ewell Payton, and she went to Howard University College of Medicine, class of 1957, and she was the first African-American female certified by the American Board of Radiology. Mm-hmm. What year? 1962. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's, that's amazing. Yeah, and, that's uh, right. 1962. So very, very big shout out to Dr. William Allen again for just getting us into the door and I promise I won't complain about Louisville as much as I do, but I just can't yeah, help it, though. I just I can't help that. it. It's, I, I, it sounds like it was traumatic. <laughs> it was, it was, yeah. but, you know, I, I did take the same elevator as everyone else, though. So Right. Can't complain. Got to no, have perspective. There you go. Got to have that perspective. So, yeah. wow. She, yeah, she, she did her training at Mary Hitchcock Hospital. Um, and she was also the first African-American female radiologist in Sacramento, California in 1965. West side, West side. So she oh, probably man. was the first African-American radiologist, a female radiologist west yeah. of the Rockies. So yeah. very, very big shout out to Dr. Sue. Sarah Ewell Payton. Respect. Um, very big respect. Um, next up, we have Dr. Ivy O. Roach Brooks, born in 1916 in Brooklyn, New York. She's the Hunter College class of 1940. Columbia University, ninth class of 1944. And she's very much a non-traditional student. She uh, worked as a dietitian in Harlem. Mm. She was a nurse lieutenant for the Women's Army Corps and also an instructor at Spelman College. So she did a lot before she ended up going to medical school and graduating 10 years later wow. from Meharry in 1954. And uh, she was chief of radiology at the Tuskegee Veteran Affairs and Medical Center in 1966 to 1986, so for 20 straight years. She was uh, secretary of the NMA and also, unfortunately, passed in 1986. But that's Dr. Ivy O. Roach Brooks. Brooks. Respect. Big, big respect. Big respect. Next, we have Royce Osborne. And this is a uh, uh, radiology technologist born in 1925. He's the first African-American president of the American Society of Radiologic Technologists in 1969. He's president of uh, American Hospital Radiology Administrators Incorporated in 1981, and he authored A Professional Approach to Radiology Administration in 1980. Amazing, amazing. Right. So this is another guy just- uh, All these firsts. Making it happen and making right. it happen. And so this right. was 1969 when there was the first African-American president of the um, Radiology technologist was 1969. So very big shout out to a doctor, well not doctor, but Royce Osborne, radiation technologist. So yes, sir. I'm sure he knew more than a lot of radiologists. <laughs> <laughs> and had to be humble about it. Exactly, exactly. He's like, nah, that's not right. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you should do that. No doc. Exactly, exactly. So speaking of radiologists, get back to it with um, Dr. Leslie Alexander, born in 1917 in Jamaica. And he moved to Harlem with his family at age 10. He went to Morris Brown College in Atlanta, drafted into the Army in 1942 during World War II. 
completed undergraduate and master's education at NYU. And he ended up going to Howard University, and, and he was College of Medicine, uh, graduated in the class of 1952. He did his internship at Harlem Hospital Center, radiology residency at Kings County Hospital in Brooklyn in 1956. And he was the State University of New York, Stony Brook School of Medicine faculty, and likely the first African-American professor of radiology at a major school. So very, very big shout out to Dr. Leslie Alexander. Um, he was also... The first African-American elected uh, into the College of Radiology Board of Chancellors. And we learned from Dr. Coleman that that's the, uh, the big dogs. Oh, and yeah. uh, the first African-American vice president of the uh, American College of Radiology. And, uh, you know, genetic. So the son, Dr. General George A. Alexander, was a radiologist in the Army Medical Corps as well. And, um, and he actually passed in, a in 2002. So yeah. also very recent. So very big shout out, Dr. Leslie Alexander. And if anyone talks to or knows Dr. General George A. Alexander, please uh, let him know that we would love to talk to him about his story as well. That'd be great. And, um, you know, if anyone wants to purchase this book, I'll tell you, there's these beautiful photos of, of folks. And, and but you can tell Dr. Leslie Alexander, he was not taking anything. <laughs> he was not. He looked not going to take any rest from anybody. No, he's G'd up. There's a picture of him carrying like a huge, like, I don't know what that thing is, but he is, uh, he'll meet you outside. Yeah, right. 100%. I'm not, I'm not playing any games with you. <laughs> 100%. It's an amazing book. Yeah. Wow. Next, we have Dr. John William Coleman. He was born in 1920 in Glendale, South Carolina, a graduate of the John C. Smith University class of 1940. He worked as a plasterer with his father to save money for medical school, grinding, grinding from a young grinding. age. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Meharry Medical College class of 1945, internship at Provident Hospital in Chicago, completed diagnostic and therapeutic radiology residency at Provident Hospital. He's one of 10 physicians successfully filing civil suit in 1961 on behalf of all Chicago African-American physicians to gain admission to hospital staffs. So, in that, you know, that, that's very telling, right? In that time, all they wanted to do was work. Mm -hmm. All they wanted to do was provide medical care, do what they were trained to do. And they, exactly. had, they, had, they had to take it to court in order to get privileges at hospitals to treat their so, patients exactly like know, they had they had african-american patients they couldn't even see them in the hospital which is crazy so. so so much respect for these folks i can't say that word enough so exactly, exactly. Um, part-time staff at a uh, provident hospital um and then he and his wife hosted during rsna, RSNA yeah i bet yeah. during rsna <laughs> they probably had a good old time 100 yeah, had yeah. a good old time so very RSNA. very big shout out to uh Dr. Coleman. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's important, like, just to, you know, like you go to RSNA and then go to Dr. Coleman's house, must have been an amazing feeling. Absolutely. So, um, next up, we're going to talk about Dr. Lionel W. Young, born in 1932. He was the first African American University of Rochester radiology resident. He was a chief of radiology and lieutenant commander of Portsmouth uh, Naval Hospital in 1961 and 1963. And he did a pediatric radiology fellowship at Children's Hospital Cincinnati, Travis, from right. 1963 to 1965. So I wonder, yeah, I wonder if he had that connection with Dr. Alan Eistrike, who wrote this book right here. He might. So I bet, I bet they do know each other from that. 
experience. Yeah. Um, he was appointed full professor and director of pediatric radiology at Children's Hospital of Pittsburgh in 1975. So he uh, took his talents to Pittsburgh after that. Yeah. And uh, I remember seeing this back in the day. He filmed a segment with Dr. Fred Rogers in Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood at the hospital talking about x-rays and I remember seeing this like when I was younger so oh, wow yeah so I, I actually I feel like I've seen this or maybe Mr. I just imagine it but neighborhood. exactly shout out Mr. Rogers very big <laughs> shout out Fred Rogers not yep. a, apparently he didn't play any games either so yeah no, um, I don't think so exactly so and uh, he was so Dr. Young basically was the uh, professor and chairman of radiology at uh, Neo UCOM and Akron Children's Hospital in 1985 and uh, developed a pediatric radiology department at Loma Linda University Children's Hospital um, in uh, California. And this was in 1991. Um, and he passed in uh, 2019. And he has a daughter, genetic, Dr. Tina Young-Poussant, who's a pediatric neuroradiologist, professor of radiology at Harvard Medical School, and also president, current president of the uh, American Society of Neuroradiology. So yeah. very, very big shout out there. Absolutely. And our next outstanding, Dr. Beverly Como, we know so well. Very much uh, so. That's right. She's the first African-American female full-time professor of radiology in 1987. She's the first endowed chair of fetal medicine at Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. Wow. The first African-American president of the American College of Radiology in 2021. Faster College, class of 1970, uh, Harvard Medical School, class of 1974, and uh, Radiology Residency and Fellowship uh, at the University of Pennsylvania. So uh, Dr. Beverly Coleman still making moves, doing her thing, inspiring us all. What a, what a treat to meet her and to talk with her. <laughs> really she invited was. us into our, her home, and I, I, it was like... It was like talking to an auntie. Or it, it really was. It was. It was, it was, <laughs> it amazing. was amazing. So yeah, she was um, great. She I was really so appreciate great. that that opportunity. So uh, check that out. Check that episode out if you have it. Two episodes of uh, Reading Room Talk where we where we talk with Dr. Beverly Coleman. Yeah. Well, mostly she just tells us how it is. Oh yeah. You listen. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but it was great. We had a really, really great time with her. And uh, yeah, very big shout out to her for actually sitting down with us and uh, telling us the story. I mean, for I think, sure. you know, what we want to do with the podcast is kind of turn this book into audio where people can actually tell their own stories. So, yeah. you know, if you know anyone who we should talk to or if you know someone that needs to be talked to, just let us know or have them get in contact with us and we'll definitely sit down and talk to them. Um, sure. But um, before we, uh, and I just want to send two uh, shouts out to um, what I thought were the first African-American radiologists when I was at Case. <laughs> so it's Dr. Charles Martin III. Um, he probably doesn't remember me, but I remember meeting him when I was like a first year. And I think he was an intern at, uh, at, at Case. And he was doing his, uh, I think he was doing his internship at University Hospitals. And he was like, I'm doing radiology. And I was like, you know, me. Why? Why radiology? Why? And uh, he ended up, uh, I just remember just watching him go, you know, watching him do his thing. You know, he ended up, I think, at, uh, I think at Yale for fellowship. And I think he might be at the Cleveland Clinic now. So very big shout out to Dr. Charles Martin III, who uh, may or may not remember me, but uh, very uh, influential and there big inspiration. Um, from and afar. also from afar, exactly. Just doing your thing can be an inspiration. And uh, also very, very big shout out to Dr. Alfred Sean Malone, 
triple OG. There's not enough OG. Yeah, this, this, this dude, this dude's amazing. This dude was, <laughs> he was the coolest dude on the planet. So I think he ended, I think he was a third or fourth year, maybe a fourth year when I was the first year. And um, he was, he was like Bruno Mars. He was like, you know, he, I was like, what are you going to do? He's like, I'm doing radiology. I'm like, okay. And then I'm like, what are you going to do? And he's like, I'm doing it at Duke. I'm like, what? No way come match day <laughs> i check out the list on the poster you know like the little poster with all the names yeah. on it there it is sean malone duke university radiology, radiology. Nice. don't believe me just watch <laughs> <laughs> he did it he did it so he absolutely did it and um very 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 big shout out to both of them um very big inspirations in my life and my career so yeah and again i'll try to get in contact with them because we got to talk to them they're still amazing yeah Yeah. these dudes are these dudes are amazing dudes so um but yeah no that's it i think uh yeah i think it's it's really really important to uh you know shout out our mentors and you know kind of understand that we are on the backs of legends as we uh, you know try to make this happen so um very very big shout out to you know everyone who uh helped us along the way too yeah, um, any, anyone you want to shout out man I, you know I was just thinking as we went down this list of, of folks from the book and those we met it's like I'm sure there, there are more you know yes um, who took paths that we don't know about that could be an inspiration to us and you know I, I just um, I'm just overwhelmed right now with all the you know um, appreciation that I have for these folks and their tenacity you know? Exactly. I mean, exactly. I, it's uh, you know, now we're dealing with COVID, mm-hmm. and we're and we're dealing with burnout, and we're dealing with this and that. Could you imagine, you know, dealing with this level of frustration, and on top of that, having to ride in a service elevator to take no, your exam? Exactly. I mean, so, exactly. Just knowing it's unfair as you're going through it. You know, just knowing it's unfair the whole time is. Uh, I'm yeah. pulling. I'm pulling some strength from all of this today, and uh, I think that. You know, I'm so happy to be able to do it. I hope that our listeners can do the same. Exactly, know? exactly. So it's it's just important to know that, like, you know, you'll look at, um, you know, people's resumes and just, you know, kind of, you know, don't let them intimidate you. You know, people, everyone kind of goes through a hard time trying to make it happen. So, yep. again, we're going to try to sit down with as many people as we can and just have them tell us all of their stories and let us know that, you know, it's all doable. It's not easy, but it is definitely doable as long as you stay focused and have the correct information and, um, you know, just have the desire that, to, you know, to, to want to make it happen. So, yep. yeah, very, Absolutely. very big shout out to uh, everyone listening. And um, this is the uh, epitome of uh, stay low and keep firing. We did to make it happen. Everyone's making it happen. So, yeah, we really appreciate you guys. And uh, until next time. Until next time.